0: Good morning, everybody. Happy Monday to you. It is the start of another good week and the start of a good week in the Word. My name is Tim Harris. I'm the pastor of Woodburn Baptist Church in South Central Kentucky, Woodburn, Kentucky to be exact. Uh, If you're joining me by way of Facebook, uh, live, uh, YouTube live, or uh, a podcast later, if you're watching me later, live later, I don't care. I love the fact that you would uh, just choose to partner with me in this verse-by-verse Journey through the Word of God. We're in the middle of the book, well, not the middle. We're in chapter eight of Proverbs today, taking some time just to go uh, verse by verse, chapter by chapter in Proverbs. We're not going to finish Proverbs straight through. We kind of use Proverbs to bounce in and out of because it doesn't really tell one story and it's kind of easy to bounce in and out of it. We do that uh, to give us some break in between some of the longer, more dense books in the Bible. So you're with me? I'm glad that you're with me. Proverbs chapter 8, I hope you read ahead. Let's talk about it. Proverbs chapter 8, uh, I don't know how it strikes you when you read it, but in terms of uh, theological Debate and discourse and biblical studies. Proverbs chapter 8 is considered to be one of the most exciting, one of the most difficult, and in some ways, increasingly, one of the most controversial chapters in the whole book of Proverbs. I know, I know some of you are like, what? You know, but it is. Um, uh, simply because of the way that woman wisdom is portrayed here in chapter eight, and especially in verses 22 and following, when it talks about her relationship to Yahweh, to to the Creator. So, so let's let's walk through it. Uh, I, I can sort of divide it into several big sections. The first little section is just verses one to three, and and this is uh, you know just. The, the, the third person you know listen as wisdom calls out here as understanding raises her voice you know just sort of the, the big introduction to the chapter so to speak um, by the gates at the entrance of the town on the road leading in she cries aloud again obviously once more she's beside the path but also everywhere wisdom is everywhere uh, so what are we talking about? what is wisdom? we've already defined wisdom in the in the more general strict sense as, uh, uh, the ability to make good decisions. You know, it's not just knowledge. It's more the ability to make good decisions. It's, it's a way to walk in, a path to walk in. But but here in chapter eight specifically, wisdom is, is, is personified. In other words, spoken of in, uh, as if she were a person and, and, and a woman. Uh, wisdom is a woman. Uh, now, I mean, not literally. None of this is literal. Wisdom, of course, is an attribute of God. And that's what you have to understand Um, but spoken of here as if it were a person, as just a a vivid, poetic way of describing what wisdom is like. Understand? So since Proverbs is sort of presented to us as teaching to the sons, wisdom is this, you know, woman, which makes her, uh, you know, this, 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 partner to pursue. You know, wisdom is as as attractive as possible. And so for young boys, you just talk about wisdom as if she were a a a girl that you want to go after. You you know, I know that sounds crude, but that's what I'm saying. Uh, We're we're teaching young men and so wisdom is just this woman that 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 is beautiful and that you want to know. You understand? And so wisdom is, is personified here as a woman who invites everybody into her friendship. Like, like, wisdom is is out there everywhere, uh, on the path, on the hilltop, at the crossroads, at the entrance of the town, on the path leading in. And it's just calling out to everybody. In other words, it's not just for smart people, not just for people looking can afford College, not just for people who know something about something. Wisdom isn't being smart, you know. Lots and lots of smart people have no wisdom. Wisdom comes from God, you know. So wisdom is for everybody. Uh, it's for the, the, the simple there. Um, the Hebrew word for simple means uh, literally wide open. In other words, uh, there's no boundaries. Somebody who doesn't know where the boundaries are. Somebody who uh, just uh, has no restraint. And the idea here is that life as God intends us to live it is to be lived within certain guardrails, with, within margins, and, and the simple are those people who don't seem to know where the path is. They don't seem to know where the margins are. Wisdom is this God-given ability to, to know the boundaries of life and to walk in them. You see? And so wisdom is for everybody. It comes from God, obviously. But sometimes wisdom comes with life. And, and you've probably heard me say that. We often say that wisdom belongs to old age. But I'm just telling you, I'm getting there. I'm 58, and I've known a lot of old people in my life. And as pastor here at Woodburn, I've known some very wise elderly people. God has blessed our church with some wise elders. However, I've also known a lot of old fools, you know. There are some people that have lived their whole life, and and they are not wise, not at all. I mean, you know, like right now in our country, ha- half the senior adults in the world are off somewhere at a casino blowing all, I mean, the same people who grew up in the depression and, and taught us what a what a dollar's worth are now, you know, th- they consider a casino a place to go for recreation. You know what I'm saying? So th- wisdom isn't automatic with age. You have to learn something from your life, you know, and, and not a lot of people learn anything and that's kind of what Proverbs tells us a whole lot of fools out there, Um, and, and you don't get wisdom just by getting more education or by getting smart. Wisdom is something that is added when you know the Lord, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So, so wisdom is an attribute of God. In verse four, the prov- the chapter here literally changes from third person, you know, wisdom cries out in the streets to first person. Now wisdom speaks. Again, this is what I mean by personification. It's like wisdom has its own voice and, and now wisdom speaks for itself, herself. And, uh, some people call this the autobiography of, of wisdom. It's like wisdom telling her own story. And uh, again, it, it, it's, it's really beautiful. Verses 4 to 11 are kind of the preamble. Uh, you, know, you know, I called you, all of you, you simple people. Again, wide open people. Listen to me. I've got important things to tell you. Uh, all the way through into in verse 11. You know, choose my instruction rather than silver, knowledge rather than pure gold. Verse 12 starts the next section as I see it. Verses 12 to 21. This is like her formal, you know, autobiographical introduction. I, wisdom, live together with good judgment. Notice that wisdom here tells us who her sisters are or or her traveling companions here. Man, you're going to always find me walking with good judgment, knowledge, and discernment. I know where they live, you know. Everybody who fears the Lord hates evil you know, so you're not going to find me with pride and arrogance. I'm never going to hang around corruption or per- perverse speech, but you'll always find me walking along with common sense and success and insight and strength. You know, it's just, again, it's just wisdom. like if wisdom could talk and say, this is who my friends are. And these are the people I stay far away from. I love all who love me. She starts in verse 17. I have riches and honor and wealth and justice. Uh, those who love me, you know, Uh, I will fill their treasuries. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. It's verse 22 through 31 where the people have begun to really kind of, it's where the controversy comes in because um, verses 22 to 31 describes wisdom in a lot of the same ways that Jesus is described in the New Testament as being the firstborn of all creation, you know, as being, you know, the one, you know, present with God at, at creation. And, and honestly, many of these very phrases you'll find describing Christ in mean, Colossians or, or, or in other places. Um, uh, and, and so people either want to take that too far or don't know what how to take it at, at all. Uh, there's a whole branch of, of, of feminist theologians, you know, f- feminist scholars who want to make woman wisdom al- almost like a, a, a way of talking about God himself, you know, like the deity, as if God uh, were, um, you know, feminine or, or, or God, you know, somehow woman wisdom her, herself. And I, I really think that's to take this you know, section of Proverbs way further than it's intended to. Again, wisdom is just an attribute of God. And, and the fact that poetically, wisdom can be personified even in female terms, it, 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 it doesn't mean that God, you know, we should take God in literal terms as female. You know, that, that to me is... Is just to reduce God, you know, as if we could describe God in human terms. Male and female are human categories. God is spirit and beyond those categories. So it doesn't help anything to try to assign, you know, female gender to God. That uh, again it's just unnecessary. So the point here is that wisdom is fundamental in, in creation. You know how, like you say, you know, you know, some as old as the hills. You know, in other words, man. Wisdom is in the very fabric of creation. It's not something that we're developing as we go. Doesn't evolve. No, wisdom, you know, is an attribute of God, which means it, it was with God. It is, you know, in the fabric of everything that God makes. You know, it's just talking about how wisdom is, is eternal. It doesn't change. It's a part of Earth, part of life on Earth, and and it's it's never going to be anything else. And and that means that the boundaries with which God has created everything, male, female, for example, those don't change. No matter how many pronouns you wanna claim for yourself, God created a male and female and those categories don't change, you know? And God created us sexually to live within certain boundaries of marriage and that's not gonna change. It doesn't matter how much you want to express your own individuality, your own individuality is not going to change wisdom. You understand what I'm saying? So it's just this whole idea that before there was water and mountains and fields, God's wisdom, the boundaries of creation were already set in place. So then this last section, verses 32 to 36, goes back to addressing the children. So my children, my sons, listen to me. All who follow my ways, the ways of wisdom, are are joyful. Listen to my instruction. Be wise. Don't ignore it. Whoever finds me finds life and receives favor from the Lord. But those who miss me injure themselves. All who hate me love death. Uh, You know, in other words, you're not going to get smarter than God. You're not going to somehow discover some new way of being in the world, you know, that defies the wisdom that's as old as the hills. You know, wisdom, once more, is just an attribute of God. And for that reason, it is unchanging. God's wisdom is unchanging. And, uh, You think you're going to blaze your own trail, express yourself in some new way, uh, walk your own path. Proverbs just tells you, uh, you're just going to miss everything that God intends in this life and injure yourself. Those who hate wisdom eventually uh, walk straight into death, condemnation. You see that? Wow. Uh, so anyway, that, that's why chapter 8, man, it's, uh, it, in some ways it's a, it's, it's a ticking bomb there for those who want to defy the boundaries with which God has made everything. Uh, we'll be changing what God has established uh, anyway, I, I, I love it. Uh, Proverbs chapter nine for tomorrow. Proverbs chapter nine. It's not too long. Verses one to 18. So I'll see you here in the morning. Ten o'clock, Lord willing. Uh, so read ahead and to stay in the word. Uh, have a good Monday. It's my day off. I'll see you at Myers if you're a shopper today. And uh, anyway, I'll see you in the morning, Lord willing. I love you guys so much. Have a good day.